Hi, and welcome back to the WHVP podcast. In this episode of the podcast, the WHVP team sits down and discusses socially responsible investing. We will cover the definition of what social responsible investing means, some of the benefits of social responsible investing, and some of the challenges that it presents. Before we get into that, the team discusses some news in the Swiss sporting world at the international level and how we're connected to that at WHVP. A heads up warning for this podcast episode. It's been done over Zoom as Jamie and Urs are currently traveling. The audio quality might be a little bit poorer than the last couple episodes, but if this doesn't bug you, stay tuned. Now let's get into it. So yeah, we're we're back here with the WHVP podcast. Uh, I'm joined with Jamie uh, Feierhoff de Rose and Urs Feierhoff de Rose. Um, today we're going to be talking about uh, socially responsible investments. Um, but before we get into that, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some Swiss news that happened over the weekend. Um, so what I heard is that the Swiss national team has now again qualified for the World Cup the soccer team for our American listeners. Did you guys read that as well? Uh, honestly, I, uh, I heard it from Switzerland itself. So from, uh, from a friend in Switzerland, he told me that uh, Switzerland qualified because uh, as of now, Jamie and I, we are here in beautiful Costa Rica, uh, working remote so i didn't uh get too much from what was going on in switzerland at this time uh but yeah that's beautiful news especially i mean at this summer we already had great results with the olympia in tokyo and now we we qualified ourselves to to the world championship next year in in qatar yeah, how does, yeah, how does it make you feel as Swiss people? It's a great to be part of an international sporting competition. It's especially fun if you have a, um, like your own country being part of it because those competitions are always in summer. So we usually have those outdoor gatherings and, and the barbecues and we can watch the games together with friends. And it's always a lot of fun. So um, I'm very excited that we qualified again. And I think it's quite a, a big feat for such a small country as ours. Um, so yeah, that's very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love going to the, the outdoor barbecues and the events with the huge screens and everyone's outside. It's a it's it's a very cool experience to to, to go to and be a part of for sure. Yeah, but uh, talking about international sporting competition, I think you have some exciting, more personal news to share in that front as well, right, Jess? Yeah, actually. So in again, international sports news, um, I had the fortunate um case of being selected for the Swiss national rugby team and uh, we had our first international test match against Lithuania this last weekend and we have our next international test test match against Poland this coming weekend um, so for me as an American it's very much an honor to be playing for Switzerland and, and making an international debut uh, the level of competition at, at there is, is is very high and so it's a lot of fun it's it's really exciting. So <clears throat> I'm very honored um, to be living in Switzerland and even more honored to be representing now the Swiss people and, and, and carrying that responsibility on my shoulders. It's, it's a lot of fun and uh, a lot of emotional highs and lows, but yeah, so. 
Yeah, we can imagine. We're already very much looking forward to, to watching your games as soon as we're back in Swiss. Have a bit of a more stable internet connection. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, cool. So, um, yeah, let's just jump. I mean, jump in. Do you want to quickly go over our um, or your your two um, plans to be in the states quickly, and then we'll jump into our topic. Yes, absolutely. So the reason why we're in Costa Rica is because we um, booked this trip before the travel restrictions were lifted. So we wanted to be able to go to the U.S. before um, Biden changed the, the rules, and we wanted to make sure that they are going to let us in. So we were going to stay outside of the European Union for more than two weeks, or respectively outside of uh, Europe for more than two weeks. And this is what we're now doing here in Costa Rica, which is also why we have the the different backgrounds. And then on Saturday, we're flying into Miami. We're very excited to be meeting with uh, clients and prospects and also some business partners. It has been a while since we have last been there. Um, and then we're just gonna stay there for a while. I'm only gonna be there for a day, unfortunately. He will then move on to um, LA and I will go to Chicago and New York and then we'll be flying back to Zurich. But uh, we already have some plans for next year as well. Now that international travel is made a bit easier again, um, in January, I will be in Orlando for a week, I believe, in the beginning of or middle of January. And then at the beginning of February, I will be in Las Vegas and Phoenix. So um, again, if anyone would like to meet up, have a personal meeting, be it um, prospects or clients or even uh, potential business partners, just let us know. Send us an email to info at whp.ch and we're very happy to try to arrange something. Yeah, awesome. Thank you for that that, uh, that update. And <clears throat> I know we as a company are really excited that you guys are going to be in the States and yeah, get into be in the U.S. and meet with clients and potential clients. That's really, really cool. So <clears throat> now we're going to jump into our topic for today, which is socially responsible investments and what those mean kind of um, just give a general overview of sometimes there's a bit of confusion between uh, socially responsible investments and um, ESG investments, um, which is um, environmental, social, and governance investments. And so we're going to talk more on the, the, um, the socially responsible investments first. So I'll quickly give a quick breakdown of what that is um, uh, and what they are, and just a little bit of the history, because that's quite an interesting history. So socially responsible investments um, tend to look at investing into companies um, based off of the social culture of the time of what's, what is important to society, what's important in the culture of how to move the world forward. So currently right now, um, that's, you know, could, could look at investing or not investing in companies that, for instance, um, produce tobacco um, or are involved in producing weapons or even, you know, it, it looks at companies who are being environmentally friendly um, and, and how they actually uh, produce or sell products and how those affect kind of the, um, the, the world that they're around. Um, it's, it's interesting because there's two pieces to, to socially responsible investing is one is looking at the company and the two is looking at the profits. And so you, it's always that balance of what is the company doing socially are they being responsible to the world that they're around and are, are, do they have profits? And it's, there's kind of two tacks that, that people take or investors take when they look at this is one is, okay, we want to find profitable investments that do a decent job um, at supporting the, the society or their, their, their 
they're responsible to their society that they're involved with. <clears throat> the other side is investors who really go hard out for social investments where they don't care about profit returns or not. And that's more of the conscious, the, the socially conscious investor. This is, this is something that's quite interesting that's getting a lot of traction now um, it, when we see in the markets. Um, and it's, it, it's, it, it started, its roots started um, in about the 1960s with Martin Luther King Jr. as he really pushed back on companies um, that were involved in the Vietnam War and, and different things. And there was kind of this big movement of, of, in, of, of the population and how they saw society and what social issues were. And they looked at companies and said, okay, how are you, are you supporting these, these causes that we as society find good or are you doing something totally against that? Um, so that's, that's kind of the history of where it started from. And, and the risk in, in, in SRI investments is it, the, the measurement of it is kind of what's popular in politics, what's popular in culture. And so you might be for, for one moment in an investment and in, in the, the, the broad pop culture holds a, a value and then in 10 years, they don't hold that value anymore. And now it's been replaced by another value. And so there's a little bit of, I guess, of, of, of changing values of what's in society that affects kind of um, socially responsible investing because it, it really kind of goes off of where pop culture is at um, versus ESG, which really looks at, okay, how is the company run? What do they do inside their company? How do they build themselves up? And, and social, social responsible investing really just looks at what, what do they do um, in their products and how they produce their products or deliver their services and how that affects the society um, around them. Um, so maybe now we could talk about possibly some like pros and cons or, you know, the, the benefits of that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I will let the course cover that uh, right, right in a minute. I just wanted to quickly add something to the overview of something that, or how I try to distinguish it. Um, and that's that, with ESG, the goal is not to um, have or not to do any damage to, to society or any causes. And with SRI, the idea is more to proactively do good. So preventing um, bad things to happen versus actively doing good things. And I think another aspect that also helps people distinguish is that uh, SRI um, almost moves a little bit into the direction of philanthropy, where the um, impact of the investment is weighted more heavily than the return whereas with ESG the end goal is still a high return but just with some uh, limitations on, on like moral or, or ethical uh, considerations. Very good. Yes um, regarding the good uh, or the pros when it comes to social re socially responsible investments uh, it is really about how do you feel about investing it is it is a process where you ask yourself, what are my, um, my morals? What, what, is my, what are my principles? And then regarding to the outcome, looking out for companies that are in line with how you think, with how, how you feel about what is good in the world. And I think it can be a very helpful because it, uh, it prevents you from being surprised of stuff that might come out with other firms that do kind of evil, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but it's, uh, 
it's a very intense process and it must be clear to everyone that uh, going through all these steps and asking yourself what uh what what do you want to invest in it's almost impossible to cover every angle of a, of a company and there might might always be something going on which isn't public yet but which comes out at, at some point of time uh, and it can also be positive when it comes to performance not only negative we, we have seen that with esg investments uh, in the last two three years because if there is a trend coming up for for some kind of moral standards where a lot of investors think the same way there might be a lot of money flowing into this um, into this company or in into this industry and if you're already in there because of your own principles it can pick up on a uh, on a performance matter and give you a positive returns yeah i think uh, uh that has given quite a good overview and also already touching upon some of the challenges that come with SRI investing. Um, I, I think that the biggest disadvantage or the biggest challenge when it comes to kind of investing is really the um, time it consumes because if you want to go into a thorough due diligence, you really will have to spend a lot of time. And a lot of people either don't have the knowledge um, or don't have the time to go into such deep research. And then, of course, you can outsource it. You, there are asset managers who are specialized in that. But then, um, as a logical consequence, those are usually more expensive than a regular asset manager because they also have to spend more time on research. Um, and then, of course, also, if you're outsourcing it, you have to be very particular about your values and the kind of asset manager that you choose because um, those standards and, and um, I, I would say like uh, ethical considerations can be very subjective on, on where you place emphasis and where you don't. Um, and then the, the other aspect is also something that Worth has already briefly mentioned is with they're so huge and they have so many suppliers and producers that it is virtually impossible to control every single aspect of the supply chain. Um, so if you really want to be 100% um, on the, the socially responsible investing line, in my opinion, you almost have to, as a consequence, only invest in smaller companies. And as a, I would say, like regular investor, um, you probably don't have the kind of money that, that for example, a venture capital or a private equity firm has to go into the smaller companies and really build them up. So if you have, for example, a, an investment portfolio of, I don't know, 10,000 or 100,000 or even a million, that will not be enough to, to go into those uh, non-traded companies. Um, unless, uh, of course, you, you find the fund um, or something. But then again, we come back to the challenges that I've mentioned before. Um, and then the other aspect, which I find extremely interesting and that could uh, be a, a huge discussion on itself, is um, about the opportunity cost and whether or not it does make sense to just invest your money regularly and make a large profit and then use this profit for philanthropy or direct giving into causes that you care about. So um, instead of doing socially responsible investing, you could just do regular investing and then uh, use the profit to be more specific about the kind of causes that you support. And I think that's something um, that, that can be 
uh, worth a consideration as well. And then, yes, while it is true that there is money to be made in those kind of investments, um, it very much limits your um, the possibilities that you have of companies that you can hold in your portfolio, and that makes um, diversification more challenging and regular. You viewers and listeners of ours will know that um, diversification is one of our top priorities and it's just very challenging to put together a truly diversified portfolio um, into different countries and industries and companies where all of them are actually um, qualified as an investment on the SRI metric. So for, for me personally, maybe a bit of a conclusion, I think it's it, it can be a worthwhile pause depending on how much money and, and time you're willing to spend. Um, and I think for us as WHVP, I mean, we have always had um, some moral restrictions. So we have never been um, into, a, for example, weapons company. We have never done anything in alcohol or tobacco. Um, so I, I do think we, we see the point and the value of, of having some uh, moral limitations. Um, but I think it, it really, investors need to spend a lot of time thinking about whether or not SRI is actually worth it for them, or if there are not other um, more efficient ways of giving towards causes that are worthwhile. Because uh, while I'm a bit torn about SRI, I, I very much believe in the power of giving back and, and the responsibility that people have towards their communities and causes that they believe in. And I do believe if people have a sizable portfolio and they feel strongly about certain causes, that it is absolutely uh, right and beautiful if they give back to those. I'm just not sure if SRI um, is the way to go with that. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree on this because as I mentioned before, all the time that it consumes and all the effort that it takes to go and do this kind of uh, investments with uh, uh, including all the insecurity about whether there is a return or not. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're going to the markets, if you're going to invest your money, you want a return also on the financial side, not, on, not just on like the moral side. So it, I, I totally agree to be maybe less restrictive when it comes to the investments and the investment horizon. But then if you have some kind of a return that you use part of this money to do good in a specific area you want to uh, support. Yeah, I think, I think that's something that um, when I look at SRI investing, I think it provides a really good uh, starting point to ask the in, for the individual to ask themselves, what do I hold as values of, of where I want my money to be? Um, and, and I think there is value, big value in that. And at the same time, as Jamie mentioned, you know, if you have a list of, you know, 700 companies that you can't be involved with at all, even the chances are if you go to a smaller company and you, and you do have that capital to invest in those small companies, they might be working with those companies. And, and so it's, yeah. you know, it's always, this, it's, it's always this battle of, <clears throat> okay, how do I, what do I have as a value? What do I feel wildly strong about? And I don't want this in this company. You know, it's, 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 it's a good thing to have at the same time. It, 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 if you do it totally over the top, you won't be invested anywhere that you can really find. I mean, a, a case of this is if we look at the, the manufacturers of cell phones that every, almost everyone I know has a cell phone. 
And there's not a single cell phone that is not somehow related to things that might cause concerns ethically when going into investing. There's one phone in Europe, the Fairphone, that's you know uh, an ethically sourced product, but it's still using recycled phones from other companies. And so even when you go into these companies, you get into the detail of, of how things happen, you can still see that there's always these roadblocks that we're facing. And, and, and that's the challenge of doing business in general. And, and then investing is, is something that's also um, a bit difficult. Yeah, and the other point, and, and I mean, I understand that, that opinions differ on that, but the question is also, how much change are you actually going to accomplish? And I don't want to be too disillusioned because I, I think it's beautiful if people care deeply about things and um, if they uh, vote with their wallet, so to speak. But at the end of the day, if you say, like, I'm not going to invest into Nestle because they, there are some, I don't know, human rights concerns there. Um, I, I don't think you're actually going to hurt Nestle. So that's, that's the other thing where, where I believe you have more leverage in, in other areas of your life. Um, because also like buying a stock, at the end of the day, you're giving money to the seller and, and not like the company itself. Uh, I mean, so yeah, I think that's, that's something that, that also needs to be considered that, that you also have to, to pick your battles on where you feel that you can make most impact. And with the large companies, the companies that are usually in, in the media with um, concerns over various moral issues, um, they are so huge that that a handful of investors are not gonna make a difference. Of course, um, that, that can be said about anything and, and someone has to start. And I do believe that, that consumers um, and at the end of the day, also investors can make a change, but I think it's also worth having a, a consideration of how much has sold this um, particular fight is worth for you. Yeah, I think that's very good. Do either of you have anything else? <laughs> Uh, I, I don't, I really think it's, for, from my perspective, it is important to let people know what are the possibilities, uh, what can you achieve and what you can, and what are things you should think, uh, things that you should think about if you go into a specific direction. Uh, but also as a conclusion, as Jamie already mentioned, I think there are there are areas in your life which might be more worth to to uh, direct your money into this uh, specific area than just thinking that with uh, buying um, a green company instead of Nestle makes you a better person. Thanks again for joining us on the WHBP podcast. If you have any comments about the episode we just had, if you agree or disagree or have questions or just want to discuss with us, feel free to reach out to us. And you can reach out to us by going to our website at whvp.ch and going to our contact link and sending us an email. If you want to learn more about WHVP, feel free to go and check us out on any of our social media handles on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, or YouTube. If you wish to learn more about WHVP, go to our website at whvp.ch. Have a great rest of your day.